Hi everyone, my name is Shane and I am here with my wife, Alex, on what we're calling Date Night Revitalized. <laughs> Real name, TBD. But yeah, we recorded an episode, well, a couple weeks ago and we yeah. took a, you know, a little time off to think, how can re- we rejuvenate the pod? Because we got feedback about our last episode from Alex's parents, actually. Actually, just one of your parents. We don't want to single them out, <laughs> anyone out. But I think she thought we were going to get a divorce because of it. So we said, we're having fun this week. We've got alcoholic beverages that we're going to cheers right now. I was going to say, let's get to that. Cheers, babe. Cheers to true love and years of marriage. So you're doing an old fashioned and I got a spicy margarita with vodka because we had no tequila. Woo. Yes, you made me the drink. I thank you. And Oh, man. If mama wants us to get loopy, we're getting loopy. Um, I'm going to get right into questions here. Let's hear it, Shane. Okay. Okay. Well, oh, it was birthday questions. I, I wrote these two weeks ago because I was going to have a fun episode uh, two weeks ago, but then we didn't have a fun one because you got in a car <laughs> accident and we were, you know, bickering. It was heavy. When you get in a car accident, you, you can't have much else occupy your mind. It's tough. That's true. What are the most important lessons you've learned in your life? Not necessarily a fun question, but it is a question nonetheless. I mean, you are turning 34. Yeah. So a week today, I will be 34 next Monday. And I I feel like this is a birthday episode. I didn't know you had birthday questions, but I'm wearing a new Skims dress that my parents got me for my birthday. Came in the mail today. And the drinks. It feels like a bit of an event. Real question, just to interject. What? Do you think your butt naturally is bigger than Kim Kardashian's? Naturally. <laughs> I said this earlier as a joke. Probably not. I don't know. I haven't seen her natural butt in a decade. Hmm. I yeah. have to Google it later on. Yeah, I was going to say there's only one way to find out, but I guess <laughs> Googling it is. The, yeah, that might be the one way to find out. Yeah, it could be. I got a big Polish caboose. That's for sure. But uh, no complaints here. Lessons I have learned in my 34 years. That's what you want to know. Yeah. What's an important lesson? If uh, like, let's say, you know, you're hit by a bus Mm -hmm. tomorrow. Lucy's listening to this podcast years from now. Yeah. To do things for yourself, not because other people want you to do them. Those other people could be friends. They could be classmates. They could be people you like. They could be like guys. Drug dealers. (laughs) No. (laughs) <laughs> no, but I think that young women are so influenced and probably young men too, although I haven't lived that experience, but young women are so influenced by the people around them. And in, in my 20s and most women I knew in their 20s, so influenced by the guys that they were going after, right? And what their ideals were. And you have to learn to be able to say, fuck all of that and to block that noise out and block those expectations of yourself out and really search for what you want yourself. And that can be hard to do because you think you want what everybody around you wants because you're so, it's so all encompassing and you're, you're, you're so involved in it every day. But if you really separate yourself and think about your own values, what matters to you, how you want to present yourself, then it might look a lot different than how you've been living. And I think Honestly, that's what I'd want the girls to know anyway. So if I get hit by a bus, you can either reiterate that or just play this little episode for them. What's the Coles notes again? Be yourself, do do things for yourself, not for other people. That's the shortened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kay. Don't lose yourself. People lose themselves too young. I've got a blue bag over there. It's a gift. There's a gift inside. <laughs> As you know, I can't hold on to a gift and give it on the day. I get too excited and it always backfires because on the day that I'm supposed to give the gift, like your birthday, I never have anything in hand and it always feels like I didn't get you anything. But I'm the type of person that needs that dopamine fix. So I have to give you this gift for a couple reasons. One, I need the dopamine fix. The second reason, I'm not sure if this is going to fit you. (laughs) Sometimes these online sizing charts throw me for a loop and it's in kilograms or stones and... I don't know how many stones you are. I don't know. You can look that up on Google, like stones to pounds. Okay. When something says a small medium, 
Yeah. It's like S S to M. Yeah. What, what do I do? Not get it? No, that's that's good. That's what you'd get. Okay, see if you fit in that thing. Wait, you could you could have presented to me like a birthday gift, you goomba. I can't reach it either. You can't just say get your birthday gift across the table. Here, get your birthday (laughs) gift. There it is. I threw it across the table. Okay. Where's my happy early birthday? Here it is. Happy early birthday. I love you so much. (laughs) Thank you. I'm really excited. Oh, she's looking at it. She opened her. Oh my gosh. Is this the Plissé dress. I don't, I think so. I know exactly what this is. They have a dress, a shirt, and pants. Any of them, Shane? Okay, so it is the dress. Oh, good. I I saw a model wearing it, and I was like, ooh, I'd like to be with her. You, okay. Shane, did I tell you about this? No, I just saw a model, and I thought, if that was my wife, (laughs) that would be good. Okay, so this is the Good American Pink Plissé, plis, I don't know how to say that word, dress. And I have been looking at this since Christmas time, babe. Oh, good. I, can, I, can I try it on now? Yeah, we can take a quick break. We can put on some Jeez, trying I on think... music music, Erica. I've been looking at this online for months. Well, I'm watching Alex. She's holding it up. Is she going to disrobe or put it over her dress? She's disrobing. Whoa. I know she's my wife, but still not expecting her to disrobe right in front of me. Yeah, it's a weird dress. It's it's bright pink. It's kind of like two pieces, but at the middle it's hung on by like some sh- shoestrings to make it a one piece. Let's see how she looks. Little too short, but it's a small medium. I thought you were small. She says we're good. Oh man! Oh, she put on the fancy pink shoes that she got for Christmas. You well, look really good. I really like it. Oh, yeah, you... I love it. Yeah, it looks really nice. Okay, I love it. It looks amazing. Thank you so much. But do you like it? Yes. Because I ba- I basically wear, you know, if I'm wearing like a sex little dress, it's to make you go gaga. Boing. Okay. <laughs> but do you like how it looks on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I can't say yes a million times though, right? Well, I want you to go boing. I just did before I said that. Well, in real life. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay, you no, asked me a question. No, Shane, I really love this. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I really appreciate it. This is gorgeous. I'm going to show everybody on Instagram later. Nice. Um, okay, wait. Let me take off these heels now. Look, Shane, it's the exact same color as the heels, eh? No, it's a perfect outfit. For the Dennis Rodman of moms. It's true. That's what you are. Uh, okay. So I don't, I don't have a question for you. I have a topic I want to hit. So why don't you ask me one more thing? For a million dollars, yeah. would you adopt a 15-year-old boy? Keep in mind, you can kick him out at 18. <laughs> no. You wouldn't. I'm not, I'm not going to adopt a 15-year-old kid thinking that I'm going to kick him out. You adopt somebody. You got him for life. But you, you get a million bucks. Do you do it? No. I don't have that capacity. You, I, I, I'm a firm believer in adopting only if you have the capacity, even if there's a million on the line. What if you can tell him that there's a mill on, like he's 15, <laughs> you can reason with him. Be like, hey, listen, I'll give you 500 Gs. You come with me. No? Kid needs love, babe. Okay, let's say hypothetically, you did adopt a 15-year-old okay. for a million. <laughs> okay. Would we be able to use him as a babysitter? Right. And if so, how late are you let? Like, could we just be gone for a two day trip? Like, how long can you leave a 15 year old alone with toddlers? Would you want to? I don't know. I'm just wondering, like, legally. I mean, that's an expensive babysitter. What? We get the Oh, we get the mill. We get the mill. We're getting paid. Right, right. Ignore the money. Just the, we, let's say we just, no, I wouldn't trust it. Plus, I'd like, I'm, 
now that we have two girls, boys seem almost okay, foreign to me. It's a girl then. It's a 15-year-old girl. <laughs> Just a 15-year-old, I'm wondering. Yeah. If we had if we had a 15-year-old and a 4-year-old and a 2-year-old, could we go to Vegas for a weekend and leave the 15-year-old with the children? No, legally I don't think you're allowed Le- to until What age can you 16? I think 16 in Canada. In some countries it's 13, but I don't know if that goes overnight. But in Canada, I think it's 16. I got to look this up. Yeah. Hey, Suri. Can a 15-year-old be your babysitter legally? (laughs) No. No, they're allowed to be babysitter, I think. Okay. What do you think the starting age to be a babysitter is? 14. 11. What? Would you trust an 11-year-old to watch our kids? No, but that's shocking. Yeah, I'm going to have to research more. I think it's 16 when you can leave them for longer. But okay, let's hear your topic. All right. So I wanted to do, because we've done two trips in the past little while. So we took a week off after you and I got home from Niagara Falls. We did that with the kids and with your family. And we had a really great time. We did a one-nighter. It was super fun. And I just think we did it so perfectly in the booking of it. All right. So... I want to talk a little bit about how to like ensure that you can still have a nice time as a couple when you're going on a family trip. And I have a couple points and you don't even have to spend a lot of money. Like I've, I've worked this out and thought of experiences for different ways. So the first point, and this is the most important, book a little extra room. We've done this on our like big vacays where we were saying, okay, we're going to drop some money on this vacation, like in St. Martin, like in Mexico, like in Niagara Falls. But the extra room could be a whole other bedroom or it could just be a big bathroom like we had in Niagara Falls. Shane and I turned that bathroom into a club at nighttime. The falls had changing lights on them. They were gorgeous. And we ordered martinis up. Yeah, they screwed up the martinis. did. And Shane had the balls he had the cojones to send them back well you order the martinis and i I don't ask too many questions i just said gin yeah actually i asked you i said what do we get in our martinis you said gin i get them i look at the bill it's a lot of money they put gray goose in there gray goose is vodka and expensive vodka yeah so i'm thinking okay if they're holding us over the coals if it was normally priced vodka, I wouldn't have anything to do with it. But if they're giving us top shelf stuff, it better be top shelf what we asked for. So I returned it. They come back with the right martinis. But then our cheesecake tasted not right. They gave us like a pumpkin cheesecake and I asked for a regular cheesecake. So then I sent the cheesecake back too. Look, when it's your hard earned money and you're just trying to relax at the end of a long day... Your cheesecake better be that plain New York style if that's what you're after. And I'm giving good tip. I give yeah. 21% tip. Ooh. Do you know why I do that? Why? Because I feel like all these bellhops have all the tips memorized. Yeah. So they know <laughs> what the exact number is. So if you make it 19 or 21%, that number is going to be different. And inherently, they're going to think they got a special tip. I like that. I think that's, I think that's smart. I think that's a smart way to go about it. And then I don't feel as guilty when I start complaining. Well, that it was pretty wild too because we had an extensive conversation about the cheesecake before we even ordered it, like with the person on the phone, and then they still sent us the wrong one. And we were talking, we were hemming and hawing about it, saying, "Oh, well, explain this one to me." And they were, and we said, "Okay, we're not going to go with that." Everything was clear. We were so in the right, and that was a fun night. Like that was one of my most fun nights in a long time. But here's the thing. Extra room doesn't always have to break the bank. And Shane and I, what, a year ago, went to a place called Gananoque. It's in northern Ontario a little bit. And we had a weekend there with your family. And it was like, all right, you know, we got to we gotta choose somewhere to stay because we wanted to get two hotel rooms conjoining so that the kids could put be put down. Like we can put them in a bed in the one room. And then Shane and I could stay up and hang out in the other room before I go into the room with the kids or vice versa. We ended up getting bed bugs from that dumpster fire of a motel, but it was still worth it 
We still had the space. We still had the time to hang out at night. Yes, I got bitten by bed bugs. They could have been fleas. They could have been fleas, dogs. <laughs> full disclosure, my mom has a dog and she <laughs> refuses to put it in a kennel. She has to go everywhere with this dog. She loves it to bits. So every hotel has to be doggy accessible. And some of these hotels aren't the best. And a lot of them, I think, have fleas in the beds. And I think a lot of the beds that are slept in by people who don't own dogs and they wake up with little bites on them, I think people automatically assume they have bed bugs because this hotel was a little lesser than. Mm -hmm. So your, your kind of inclination is to assume it's bed bugs and not fleas. I suspect it's fleas. Well, you know, regardless if it was or not, woke up with bites, we had the extra room, and I still recommend it. I recommend going to, if your budget is lower, go somewhere a little cheaper. Go to like, what's what's a, like a comfort in that type of place and get the two rooms that can join and then, and get that space for the price of, you know, one room at your Sheraton or Marriott, whatever. So worth it. Next, bring a grandparent. And this is all well and good, but the, the real kicker here is that you have to convince the grandparent to pay for it on their own. Because then you're really laughing, all right? It's good, but, but what What if you don't have any grandparents? Well, then sucks to be you, but if Alex, you do. Alex, <laughs> heart, heartless, <laughs> no, ice cold. But for the sake of this, all right, we're, I'm bringing a nanny, a, a cousin, a sibling, a friend, whatever, but you got to convince them. <laughs> you make it them. <laughs> sound so easy to just get this help. Just... You got to convince them to pay for it. That's the thing. So as far as grandparents are concerned, so this is like kids' grandparents are parents you know all of our grandparents are dead but you gotta say look this is gonna be an amazing time for you to come with us and make memories with the kids they're gonna hold on to these memories for their whole life it would be really special if you could come then they come <laughs> maybe they want to pay for their own way who knows maybe they're gonna pay for a little bit of their own way and then you pay the rest and then you got a babysitter for the trip well i would like to think that if they agree to go on the trip, it's just known that they're going to pay. No, I think, judging by people that I know as well who have brought parents on the trip, they pay sometimes. It depends. It truly depends on your parents' relationship with money, your relationship with the parents. But well, I I would I say... I, w I would have to be very wealthy to do that. Yeah, same. For me, it's basically you pay or uh, no way. <laughs> it rhymes it's good <laughs> or you don't see the kids how about that see i like more Basically threats <laughs> because for me i would feel so phony doing it the way you did it yeah yeah. but i have a natural thing like fine just don't see the kids that you know kind of <laughs> like that I'm like at least i'm being authentic and threatening <laughs> but it works sometimes whatever yeah everyone's got their own methodology to get results Next tip, don't schedule too much in a day. It's going to stress you out. The kids are going to get overstimulated. Pick one thing. That one thing might be going out for dinner and then the rest of the day you hang by the pool, the beach, schedule a nap time in there, whatever. Just lower those expectations. Not even just for the kids, but for yourself. And the kids are going to benefit from that too. In reverse of that, we planned, so, we planned every minute of our trip to Detroit that we went on. Yes. And we just had like a loose schedule. Every hour was accounted for, but we put zero pressure on mm -hmm. ourselves to do anything for any of those hours. Mind you, it was four hours of prep to do this <laughs> fucking itinerary. But well worth it, I think. You, that is one of the, okay, we're talking about big lessons being 34. One of the biggest lessons I've learned, and I've learned it in my 34th year, mm -hmm. is plan. Yeah. If it's work. Planet. Shane and I just finished a big job for, you know, a big brand that we just finished working with. I planned that out for once and I got Shane's help because Shane's a pro in this. And sometimes I try to do things on my own. And I don't plan them properly, but I did that. Reap the rewards. It felt good. We had everything organized. I've been planning our trips lately. I'm not a trip planner. I'm a let's go and fly by the seat of our, what is it? Pants. By the seat of our pants. <laughs> and even our trip to Niagara Falls, an hour away, I made an itinerary. And I felt so good having that itinerary. Because then if we're ever looking for something to do, we got we got something written down. Do you know why? I think when you get older, you learn not to have a bunch of little kind of fun times. Mm 
Because I think when you're young, you're always, every weekend, you're looking for a moment that may or may not happen. But when you're older, you want to put the odds in your favor so much that it's almost guaranteed to be a good time. And to do that, you have to plan. Betty's really screaming (laughs) for you. Should should we pause? Yeah. You're going to go see Betty? Yeah, yeah. What's an indulgence you could do every day and not get sick of? Okay, does, is coffee an indulgence? Like, is a beautiful, big, warm, gorgeous cup of coffee with full fat, delicious cinnamon cream in it, is that an indulgence? Well, when you say it like that, of course it is. (laughs) That, honest, I romanticize my morning coffee and I look forward to it. The next day's coffee when I'm done drinking my coffee for, you know, whatever morning I'm drinking it. And I really love it. I love the ritual of it. I love every single sip of it. And it's a really, like, beautiful part of my day. I wish the third coffee could have the same effect as the first coffee. (laughs) See, I've cut that. Maybe it's just because my first coffee's so big now. But I've cut going for a third or fourth. Wow. Yeah, I feel pretty good about myself. I might have had six coffees today. You did not. I might. Well, because we have this big French press. <laughs> yeah. And I, we got the biggest one you can buy on Amazon. It's like 50 ounces. So I thought you and I were splitting it evenly because you're home for March break. Mm-hmm. I just kept going for it. And if it had some in it, I would continue to pour it. <laughs> So, yeah, that's good to know that you're not doing that because I must have had six or seven cups of coffee today. Well, see, I had I had about three in a little mug, but it's different than my big, you know, my big work mug. Yeah. Uh, for me, even though not that you're asking, I would say a massage. Oh, my God. See, I thought it had to be things that like I'm already doing every day. No, an indulgence. Yeah, I will. I would, in indulgence that we're doing, I would love a massage every day. I think if if we're ever super rich, if we ever find ourselves with so much cash that we don't know what to do with, we're still making our parents pay for their inclusion on vacations. However, we will hire a masseuse, and they can massage everybody, including the parents, and we'll pay for it. Um, I wonder if it's possible because we could be masseuses for each other every day. Yeah. We we used to do that, Shane, pretty regularly. But it's difficult not to succumb to desires and do cut you- <laughs> the massage short. <laughs> massage is obviously a great date night tool for rekindling that intimacy. It's a tool for tools. Shane, do what? you remember there was it was maybe year three of our relationship, year two of our marriage. And it was over about two months in the wintertime and you were having a really hard time falling asleep, like a really hard time falling asleep, more than usual. So I was giving you a massage every single night. We should start that up again, I think. Do you remember that? Kind of. I don't know. I, I think we should start it up again. <laughs> I want in on it too this time. We can do, you know what we can do to get the blood flowing properly, like for sleep? We could do seven minute massages on each other before bed. Okay, you start tonight with me and then I'll get you tomorrow. You better know. (laughs) So it's what, one or the other? We can't both do a seven minute massage? Well, I'm tired right now. Well, not, okay. All right, you know what? I will give you one tonight. Seven minutes setting a timer and I want one tomorrow without massaging you. Okay. Um, for a million dollars, could you drink four beers every day? Go. Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> adults having birthday parties. Thoughts. Are there rules? Are there rules? No rules, but like, okay, the one rule is that if you're having a birthday party for yourself and you're an adult, you cannot get even the littlest bit upset if somebody can't make it. In fact, I would say you can't even pressure anybody a little bit to be there. It has to be something that you're doing maybe with one or two other people. And then if you want to put it out to more people, you do in the least pressuring way possible. And then you have to ensure yourself that you're not going to get upset if, you know, certain people don't show up. And if you can't handle that, 
and you think you will get upset, then don't do the birthday party. Just do something like so simple, you know? I think if it's not a big eventized birthday, like 30 or 40 or 50, you can't give more than seven days notice. Mm. And it has to be under the guise of, hey, I'm going out for drinks for my birthday. It can't be a party. Yeah. It can't be eventized in any way. That's just the way I look at it. It's funny. Like I have friends that do both. I have friends that do not. You know, if it wasn't for like Facebook Messenger alerting me to their birthdays, I wouldn't know. And then I do have friends that are like a month in advance. This is my birthday. And I like I can't go anyway, whether they tell me a month in advance or a week before. And it's like, oh, you're turning 33. Great. And uh, it gets tough because then I feel bad because typically my friends that are going to do that and like love them to bits but they're the types that care about who's showing up and who's not and I feel kind of bad but it's like you're happy you're 33 but I mean I'm, I'm on a health schedule right now I can't just go out and have drinks with you and get plastered all over town Alex has her wrist up and she was looking at a fake watch on her hand <laughs> just to let people know <laughs> Um, what are your thoughts on birthdays that aren't, you know, big numbers, milestones? Well, I said my thought. Oh, yeah, the seven days thing. Yeah, I don't know. I'm Birthdays. Well, okay, along this line. So Shane has a big birthday coming up. Mine is like a <laughs> number. I'm going to turn 34 next week. But Shane is going to be 40 in May, you guys. And I'm struggling with this because he's a guy who, you know, doesn't like big parties in his honor whatever uh but i'm, I'm fine like, if i could guarantee success of a big party in my honor but i i simply cannot guarantee success so it's too much anxiety if someone doesn't show up i'm gonna be thinking about why they didn't show up what is success to you uh, everyone i've ever met <laughs> coming out making a big deal giving a speech Tears, parents, I don't know, a surprise guest, like a teacher from my elementary school shows up and he's Mr. Jones. That'd be nice. Mr. Jones, he was my grade eight advisor. Like I'd like him to come out of the woodwork. (laughs) Who knows if he's alive. Even if he's dead, his ashes show up somehow. But yeah, I I have high expectations. Because I have high expectations, they can never be met. And I'm always disappointed and I'm always in my own head thinking about why someone showed up or why someone didn't and it's it's all so consuming for me that i'm only comfortable not having a party i'm i'm comfortable with you mm-hmm. having having fun with you but it's really hard for me to have f- fun in my honor with other people like f- for me i can have i can celebrate other people but what if you just didn't have a say in the planning and it was just planned for you and it's like okay have some fun my parents tried that with my 18th part birthday party, even yeah. though I told them not to. So I was with a friend on my 18th birthday, just not even thinking about having a party or anything. Uh, and then my dad said he was going to take us to a Buffalo Bisons game. Who are the Bisons? They're a AAA baseball team, but I was excited. Yeah, yeah. So he picks me and my friend up, and then we are headed to the Bisons game. All of a sudden, we stop at a wing place. But it's a surprise birthday party. And here's why it was a bit of a nightmare for me. The guy I was with, like my friend, he didn't even know about the surprise party. (laughs) He had forgotten about it. So he thought he was excited for the Bison's Bison's game. game. So he's like, oh, oh, hey, happy birthday. And it just, I'm like, oh, you didn't even care enough to remember that it was my birthday party, my surprise party. And I felt self-conscious. And if someone wasn't there, I was like, why? I also, I tried to throw a party for myself one year. And one, I invited 20 people and one person showed up. How old were you? Uh, maybe 16, Yeah, yeah, 15. that's tricky, yeah. Um, yeah, my one friend Steve Kuhn showed up. But my birthday is always, it's close to Mother's Day. May 12th is a very awkward uncomfortable birthday time and Mm -hmm. when you're a teenager people are very close to their moms and they have to do stuff and they can't go out so i have a complex about it it's not that i don't want to be celebrated because i do but i don't want anyone to plan anything for me because it's a (laughs) lose-lose 
<laughs> I like the idea of not having a party and imagining if I did, it would be it would be wonderful. Well, see, because I'm trying to figure out, like, do I just no? Say- the answer is no. My parents. I told my parents not to throw me a surprise 18th birthday party, and they did anyway. And I didn't like it. But then am I going to be the crotchety wife who's not throwing you a big bash for your 40th? To whom? Who would you be the crotchety I wife to? I don't know. Your buddies? I thought you opened saying that you're doing this, like you learned in your whole 34 years not to do things for other people. And now you're worried about my buddies? <laughs> <laughs> you don't even care about me anymore? <laughs> Well, I don't want people ragging on you for having a crotchety wife, but I'm taking you to New Orleans, New or- New Orleans. Okay. New Orleans. Yeah. There'd be more ragging on you for that. Why? Because you're taking me out of a situation where I could go to, I don't know, Vegas with the boys and party for my 40th. <laughs> There's people who want to do that. Yeah, I'm not down for that. I know you're not down for that, but Alex, you also have a complex where you cannot appreciate anyone else doing anything that you're not involved in. Oh, I get FOMO. I know you do. Yeah. But you have to celebrate Shane. And if I wanted to do something like that, you have to be happy for me. But I don't want to do something like that. But if I did, you should be happy for me. I would be happy for you. But I also think that there are boundaries. And I think that Vegas isn't like, a you know... A necessary thing. I'd say Vegas and Miami are tricky cities. I actually think Vegas is the least tricky city. Miami's it, probably trickier. Yeah, Miami's trickier than Vegas. <laughs> Vegas is, honestly, people are like, what happens in Vegas? It's impossible to get in any clubs, anything. Maybe if you're rich and famous, but I find Vegas the least... Wait, were Wild we place. literally 10 minutes ago just talking about Lamar Odom going to Vegas and having wild times? Well, he went to the Bunny Ranch. I don't I don't know how wild that is. Well, you, you're just paying women <laughs> to sleep with you. Yeah, this is pretty wild. Transactional sex. I don't know how wild that is. <laughs> like, I think it's more like... Uh, you're on ecstasy and you're at a club and you're swinging on a chandelier and you know well then one could argue that at least you know you're not getting with anybody chandelier swing nobody's looking at the guy swing from a chandelier and being like mm, i want him well tommy lee and pam anderson would want a word with you because that's how they <laughs> rolled according to several reports okay man these date nights you know do you want to get to the mailbag? <laughs> I like that. Want to get to the mailbag? Yes. Let's get to the mailbag segment. Okay. But before we do that, let's tell everyone who we are supported by. We are supported by Mini Miosh. They're a premium, organic, ethically made, and sustainable kids and babies clothing company founded and created in Toronto. Mini Miosh believes in quality over quantity, and they make the best basics for your littles. You I'm can say that again. <laughs> Sorry, there was more. I interrupted. Sorry, continue. I'm talking fashionable wardrobe staples that are soft, comfy, timeless, and stylish and can be passed from child to child regardless of gender. Why'd you point at me? I'm supposed to say something there? Well, if you want to get in. Oh, well, I have nothing to say there. (laughs) Their organic cotton fabrics are knit and dyed locally using GOTS certified organic cotton and low impact non-toxic dyes. Now, if you want to know what GOTS certified cotton is, Google it. Mini Miosh now has a women's collection, and this is super important because, I mean, Shane and I had been wanting for a long time for them to get some adult wear, and Shane's still waiting on his men's wear, but their women's collection is called M and West, and it's simple. It's made out of French terry. It is the most comfortable stuff I own, and it is still ethically and sustainably made like everything that Mini Miosh does. Well, call me a freedom fighter, but if the kids' clothing can be switched from gender to gender... Can't the women's clothing? I just say that so you don't steal it, Shane. Okay. I'm sure it can't be. All right. (laughs) You can find the company online at minimiosh.com or at minimiosh on Instagram and Facebook. And if you use the promo code thisfamilytree15, you're getting 15% off your order. It's available in Canada and in the U.S., and it's only one use per customer, so load up your cart. And again, that is minimiosh.com and thisfamilytree15. Definitely do that or... 
get your first item and don't use the discount code to see if you like it. It's actually, you save more money that way, right? But we are also supported by... True Earth. And if you listen to this podcast, you know that Shane and I are taking little steps in our life to reduce our environmental footprint. And one way that we've been doing this is by eliminating single-use plastics in our household. Because with two kids and the two of us who are chaotic, not A-type people, (laughs) our house can get pretty cluttered. And that aside, like, let's just focus on one room. Let's look at the laundry room. I mean, we were overflowing in plastic detergent jugs and other household cleaners. Just so many bottles sitting on our shelves. I was so naive. I thought, hey... I have a big plastic jug. I'm going to put it in the recycling bin and it will definitely get recycled. Apparently, that's not the case. Like 75 to 80% of jugs aren't getting recycled. Why? I have no idea, but this, these are the facts I've read. So we discovered True Earth Laundry Detergent, and this detergent comes in pre-measured soluble strips that you simply rip apart and put in your washer. It is so easy. And the best part? is that it goes with our goals of eliminating plastic. There's no plastic use for these. So the packaging is super compact. It's made out of cardboard and it has drastically changed the tidiness of our laundry room. And as a family who have kids with super sensitive skin, we usually go for the baby detergent because it's fragrance-free, gentle on skin, and it's still so tough on dirt. Everyone's clothes come out smelling great and super clean. So check out True Earth Detergent at true.earth and use the promo code thisfamilytree10 to get 10% off your order. You are going to love this product. Take my word for it. Again, that is true.earth and thisfamilytree10. Well, let's get to the mailbag segment, Alex. Oh, kidoki, Shane. Okay, Shane, I want you to guess who this question's for, okay? It's okay. actually three separate questions, all from the same person. Okay. Hey, hottie. What you doing now? What turns you on? You do live tonight? Hmm. It feels like it would be for you. Well, I don't they don't specify. So I'm asking seriously. They don't specify. But um yeah, that that person got blocked. But the next question Man or woman? A man, I think. It's it's one of those weird profiles where it doesn't really say anything. It you know? It's always a man. Uh the next question. Thoughts about the latest Vanderpump scandal with Sandoval and Raquel, or should we say Rachel? I'll I'll call her Raquel. We call people what they want to be called. Mm. What are your thoughts on it, Shane? Mm. Did it surprise you? No, nothing surprises me in the world of Vanderpump. Anything can happen. (laughs) I'm just, I'm selfishly happy that the season has gotten spicy and exciting. It went through a season and a half where... It was a little boring. It was still watchable and comfort food to me, but that's only because I know the characters so well and I would, I was just liking the fact that I was watching Vanderpump. But now it's like old Vanderpump where there's scandals. It's actually gotten into like popular culture outside of even the Vanderpump crew. There's a lot of people comparing this cheating scandal to Rachel and Joey and she, uh, Ross from Friends. Oh, that's funny. I, I was never into the show Friends, but the fact that people are using those terms to ex- to relate Vanderpump to other mm-hmm. people is, uh, you know, I'm kind of proud of the show for still being relevant. <laughs> for a sh- it's been on a reality show that's been on the air for over ten years. It is, and you know, I missed those first few years because I didn't start watching Vanderpump until you and I were together. It's so like season four or five, and. I missed out on everybody being single in those like real crazy days. So it's kind of fun because now everybody on the show is single again, like everybody. Yeah. So it's kind of fascinating to see that. Um, But I do. Okay. You mentioned friends and I have to make a note because Shane said he was never in a friend's. I was never in Friends either. I don't get all the jokes. Most of them I can recognize as like, oh, that's a friend joke. I've heard it enough. But somebody said something to me the other day. I was walking around. I was really hot and I was wearing leather pants. And I was really just like toasty and sweating. So I was like, oh, man, I'm just getting so hot. Are you guys feeling hot? And they were like, no, it's the pants. And I was like, I'm, I'm sorry. And they go, it's the pants. And then I just looked at them and they said it a third time. And I was like, I'm sorry. I don't I don't know. And they go, oh, it's a friend's joke. You know, when, when this happened, so-and-so said that. And I was like, oh, right. It's the pants. <laughs> you pretended. <laughs> pretended. And I fully said it like she said it. I don't even know if that's how you're supposed to say it. Well, people who don't watch Friends think they're very cool. 
and they like to make a big to-do of how they don't watch Friends. It's like people who don't watch Game of Thrones. Right. It's this, I'm this little unique person who can't be fit into a box. I like Seinfeld, <laughs> you know, the most popular, sh- coolest show in the world. It is. But Friends felt like Seinfeld's ugly, lamer cousin. Agreed. Agreed. But yeah, and it, and it still does. And I have no desire to know what the pants is, but I, I totally faked it. And I didn't even give them the whole, I don't know, friends thing. I just I went with it. I've caught a few episodes. And I, to friends credit, I have enjoyed it. Mm. I'm definitely more of a Seinfeld person, but I do think friends is comfort food. Yeah, well, it, it just offers the same kind of thing, right? Just yeah. happy times, good laughs. But I mean, even for me, when I when it's on and it feels comforting to me, Frasier was another show. I like Frasier. Yeah, I like Frasier. The only time I watch Friends is at my nail salon. They play it a lot there. So I always catch it, but it's never on volume. So I always catch it on subtitles. Okay, but back to the topic at hand. Your thoughts on Raquel or Rachel and Sandoval? I mean, I was a little bit... Shocked because in the season she's going for Schwartz. She's going for a she's different guy. She's faking for Schwartz. Well, she's playing mind games. I know that now, but that's part of the reason I was surprised. I never bought into her going for Sandoval. Why would she all of a sudden say, want to make out on camera and then tell Katie the next day? It, you can only do that for two reasons. Because she's trying to ingratiate herself into the show and be more of a character instead of just the... Uh, you know, nice, awkward girl. She's She could be faking like a villain role. Yeah. Or she's doing a smokescreen because she's with somebody else. Turns out it was the smokescreen route because it definitely seemed like she was forcing herself into a villain role for screen time because in every previous season, she was not this uh, trying to stir the pot person. Yeah. You know, so... Super innocent, like Bambi-like... Yes, as uh, La La called yeah. her, Bambi-eyed, doe-eyed fuck or something. Like, yeah. Yeah, was, but it, that's the way you want your reality shows. You want them to be like cheating scandals because the one season, they like last year, Vanderpump tried to integrate two or three new characters oh, and terrible. all of their scandals were like racist scandals from yeah. like tweets and that's not fun on a reality show. <laughs> no. It's like the worst type of scandal you could have. Yeah, plus, plus they, they were just ter- terrible. And none of those people obviously are getting screen time this year, thank God. But like, honestly, I did not expect it. And now seeing Sandoval too, anytime doing a talk to camera or reflection on what's going on. He, I mean, nobody's looking at this guy and thinking, oh, now there is a sincere, genuine human because he's so far from that. But I didn't think, like watching him now talk about his you know, longtime partner, Ariana, it's like you are sleeping with Raquel right now and you're saying that you're having an affair and it's crazy to me and it's crazy to see. And it's, uh, I just want to get him and shake him and give him a little schlop. Well, it's funny that James is so offended by this because he's like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> he's so angry online. Well, and he's such a cheater himself and Lala, but like all these people, everyone on the show has cheated. And had affairs, like with married people even. That's what I mean. Yeah. So it, it, it is interesting when someone's doing it that everyone can pile on and it's all very entertaining. <laughs> it does make for perfect TV. Uh, okay. The next question have you ever had any petty neighbor issues we currently have one where our neighbor is constantly taking the park out the front of our house um as it has a big shady tree taking the parking spot right yeah just says taking the park that's probably an australian expression it is uh taking the park out the front of our house that has a big shady tree neither of us have garage is that Australian Just, you can speak so English. it's the perfect spot but it is literally out of the front of our property her house is across the road she only takes a spot on a hot day but obviously we want to keep our car cool for the kids and our neighbor doesn't have kids so it's becoming an issue that as soon as we do the daycare drop-offs she sneaks out of her house and moves into that spot wow that's sneaky that is a wild move there's so much thought that's premeditated there's thought going into that every day I bet the neighbor's planning it at night Watching out of the window. So if you're a villain, right? Yeah. You put like nails 
on the spot. You leave, but you put some sort of thing to pop their Just tires. Like those tracks that the cops lay out. Yeah, but real, so they can't see it. That's if you're evil. That's what you do. If you're a civil person, what do you do? Maybe try to talk to them. I wonder if a note. Just leave a note like, "Hey, listen, I we we want you to everyone to park and have the best spot all of all time, and we don't think we're better than you, but we." <laughs> <laughs> but how do you even do that? Because it's a public parking spot. It's just simply up from their house. You do a plea that we have the children, and this is why that mm-hmm. spot's important to us. Because maybe they just yeah. think, "Oh, they think they're better," and people without kids sometimes don't think of things that people with kids might need what if you bring the note with a little potted tree that you can plant in their yard so that they can grow their own tree and in five years they've got a little bit of shade of their own or like an uber eats gift certificate or something and if they take the gift certificate and still do it oh then nails. You, then you bring out the nails <laughs> and you're totally just to do that but if they say no thanks and then re- return it, the gift card or whatever. Yeah. So, Shane, have you ever had a petty neighbor issue? Growing up, there's a lore that my family, like apparently I, I had a childhood dog. And my dog pooped on the neighbor's lawn one day. And apparently we didn't clean it up. So the neighbor bagged the poop and left it on our porch. So then my dad... The next time my dog pooped, he scooped it and put it in our neighbor's mailbox. See, I cannot see your dad doing this move. I can. That's so extreme. I can see him doing it because you don't know him when he was young. He's kind of like, um, you know, revenge. But based. but he was in the wrong the first time too, really. It's not like the guy, the guy put accident, it in a bag. Yeah, but if it was an accident. Yeah, but still, the neighbor doesn't know and he put it in a bag. Yeah, but you can put it in a bag and throw it in your own thing and just tell like, hey, True. Ne- yeah, leaving it on the porch is a little passive aggressive. Yeah. Like if you if you do that, knock on the door and say, I have a bag full of <laughs> shit for you. <laughs> and if you can do that, then it can be nice and funny. But those neighbors are, are very nice. But there was a she, bit of a feud for years. They gave us like that. money at our wedding and we've never met them in obviously didn't invite them because i don't know them the other day they honked their horn at me and waved and yeah, i really growing nice. up i had never talked to these people and now people get softer when they're older mm-hmm. like softer and they love kids and grandkids yeah. and they love the fact that we have kids and they're waving at lucy and betty it's a good part uh for people who are very hard in their adulthood uh they they get softer well, sometimes because, you know, when I, I was thinking about this question, too, and our neighbors are all amazing. Like in our neighborhood, there's zero feuds. But growing up, we had a neighbor beside us whose name I'm not going to say because I think her family still lives in that house on the same street my parents live on. And she lived there for decades. My grandmother lived there for decades and my parents lived there. And there was nobody more sinister. Erica, just bleep out this name. She was so, like, sinister, evil. What'd she do? She'd just look at you and eat your soul alive with a glance of her eyeballs. Well, I've heard of some evil people in my lifetime, but this (laughs) takes the cake. No, she she just she'd get mad at you for certain things, like if your ball rolled on her lawn. She was like that kind of neighbor from a movie that would come out and take the ball away, or yell at you, or chase you back on your own lawn. So as she like fell kids. into the old cliche of "get off my lawn." Yeah, but lawn she was, stuff is real. We've but learned. she was old, old, like she was hunched over a cane, old. So she hardened with age. Maybe did you know her when she was slightly younger? I didn't. She was always old when I knew her. My dad did. My dad knew her when he was a kid. And he said that she was mean when he was a kid. Had he noticed that she improved at all, though? I gotta ask. I, I don't think that that could have been an improvement. I mean, she was mean. Some people, there's just no help in them. <laughs> okay. The next question. What's the worst ever pickup line that actually worked? I don't know any pickup lines that I've used that worked, but I will say Shane's pickup line was pretty 
silly and it totally worked, but it was over text and you said, let's strike while the iron is lukewarm and go out tonight because you had messaged me hello that day. And then you were like, do you want to go out sometime? And I said, sure. And you said, well, why don't we strike while the iron is lukewarm and go out in a couple hours? And I was like, all right. And it totally worked. And I totally liked that line and I liked everything. I like to set expectations low. That's key. <laughs> what's what's your line that uh the worst line that's ever worked? Worked on me? Or you work on somebody else? On me, it's like wanna come back to and I'm like, yes. Um, but for me, I've never really, I guess uh, the one line I used on you, if that, if that's a line, I don't use pickup lines. I'm so uncomfortable all the time. It's really hard for me to talk to people. Mm -hmm. So I don't really do that. I guess I'm more of like a, a, maybe a glancer. A glancer? Trying to glance to see if there's interest and then. Make eye contact? Eye contact's really good for me. That's my best form of flirtation and it's like there's plausible deniability there. Oh, absolutely. So that's my move. Eye contact. Never, never a line guy. Even when you were like figuring it out when you were like, I don't know, I never 17. I, oh, you think I figured it out when I was 17? That's when you, not when you figure it out, but when you're experimenting and trying you, to figure it out. You think I was experimenting? I want to see. You I, think I had kissed a girl when I was 17? No, but you were probably trying to. No, you. How, like, <laughs> you think looking at me incredulous. That's hilarious that you, uh, everything you know about me, you think I would even try to kiss a girl? Maybe. I think you'd have to have some kind of confidence before all your confidence no. is shattered. Once, oh my goodness, I was, they, I, everyone thought I was gay because I didn't, I never tried right. anything. So once they locked me in a room with a, a, a young lady and she, she was wanting to kiss me. Right. And she was making a subtle move and me, <laughs> and this woman, like this young girl, she was great and like attractive everything i was so scared <laughs> i go help help and i start slamming on the door i was just out of my mind like terrified it's scary yeah because the reward of the feeling that which would probably feel good to kiss a girl and get that over with was not worth the humiliation if a rumor spread that i was a bad kisser or anything <laughs> so i just had to get out of there I like the the alternative to being a bad kisser is help, help, and knocking yeah. on the door. Yeah, and it oddly gave me a lot of um, clout. Cloud, I guess, with other people. That it, I became this person that was really hard to get with. What are Shane's standards? You're like yeah. a, you're like a mythology. It became it became that way. It got really well. I got at the one school I was at, it got so much. And my best friend who I was hanging out with, and everyone, I was like, listen, like, obviously nothing's wrong with being gay, but I'm not gay. I'm like, you know, and I'm like, and this guy's not gay either. Cause people started saying that the friend I hung out with was gay because we were always hanging out. Right. Well, then that guy came out of the closet as gay. <laughs> so that didn't help. <laughs> <laughs> then it seemed like I'm the scared guy and I don't want to come out as gay. Everybody's just waiting for Shane. Yeah. But then I moved schools, not not because of that. And then I could kind of start my mysterious uh, run. Like my mythology could grow yeah. from there. That's a good move. Just move schools until people think you're cool. Like how many high schools did you go to? I went to three, but four if you're allowed to go to two twice. Four if you're allowed to go to yeah, two so twice. Yeah, so I went to Westmount from grade nine to 11. <laughs> I went to uh, McNabb for yeah. grade 12. Then I went to Barton for OAC. Right. And then I went back to McNabb for grade 14. That's hilarious. Yeah. Almost 20 in high school. That is so funny. See, yeah. and I, okay, speaking of bad pickup lines, I told you about the like 19 year old you know grade 12 plus plus guy who asked me for my number in baking class one day do you remember that he was like an older guy we used to make eyes at him we thought he was cute and then one day i guess he was noticing they were making eyes but we didn't realize yeah but we didn't realize that you know like what's he still doing 
in high school right now. And he came over and he just kind of stood over us and he goes, hey, can I have your digits? (laughs) 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 And it didn't work. And my friend Veronica and I, I, we barely kept it together because... The second he said that, we both tried just so hard not to explode laughing. That is funny. Because it was like he was a guy out, and he looked this way too, like he was out of 1985, and he was like like a breakfast club type guy in the back of the baking classroom, you know, like. I had a baking class, and I was that guy. (laughs) But I kept the mystery, the shroud of mystery over me. You didn't ask anybody for their digits. No, it was a Smart. it was a grade ten or maybe eleven class I was in, and I was over eighteen. <laughs> it was that. Cl- What's the class where you have to look after a baby? Parenting. Yeah, but remember, it used to be a bag of sugar. You probably don't. Mm-hmm. You had the electronic baby. Yeah. So I had the electronic baby, and then I was trying to befriend some of the younger people not not in a creepy way i just wanted to befriend some just to have a friend because at this school i had no friends at barton so i asked them to babysit my electronic baby i thought you said bag of sugar no it used to be a bag of sugar okay but then i got so old because like i got to the point where it was electronic baby back when i was in legitimate grade 10 when i was a the age that you are in grade 10. Sorry, it was I bag also, of sugar. I need to clarify, you've taken the parenting class in high school more than once? Yes. I I, <laughs> I had a, I showed you my my school records. I averaged a 13. Yeah, but like you don't have to take, that's an elective. That's the funny part. I elected like, to <laughs> take it because it seemed like a good way to get a credit to graduate high school. <laughs> but I did not get that credit and I'll tell you why. I gave the my electronic baby to these girls to babysit over lunch hour i go uh on my lunch break i come back the police are there the police were called because they were bashing my electronic baby's head into a curb and it looked so real people thought a real baby was being murdered my parents had to get called into the school I, i was an unfit parent and all this like i shouldn't have given my electronic baby to these uh girls like well yeah where were your background checks they seemed reliable. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Can't trust anybody, Shane. Yeah, and I, they failed. They they made me fail because of that. I was like, "That's blame that woman. She that's a bad babysitter because she's a parent too in the class." Did, you, did it cross your mind to do the same to her baby? Of course not. No, I would never harm a child, electronic or not. <laughs> so long story, even longer. Mm-hmm. I didn't graduate high school by one credit. No. One credit. So I had, and there's two egregious fails. It's that one with at Barton, at that parenting class, not passing me because of that thing. Mm-hmm. With like a 49 too. Right. And then gym class, I got a 49. And I am, I'm not saying I'm the best athlete in the world, but throw me in a gym class. I'm, if not the captain of every sport that we play, I'm the first pick in every sport. Yeah, no, you're a super athletic person. And that surprises me because that's a class that you're going to want to go to. Like, you're not going to be skipping gym. Yeah, it was just I was picked on for my lack of confidence. So they thought they could take advantage of me because I wasn't like a loudmouth against the authority figures. Right. One time I tried. What do you mean you tried? I tried to call a teacher an old man. You did not. In jest, because this was a teacher who jested with kids. Right, right. So he was like, hey, look at this big nose dummy. Like he said something <laughs> he said something like he didn't, did he? something like that to me. That's awful. And I was like, okay, old man. And then it went like the air went out of the room. And he's like, You come to my office. And I guess he was embarrassed. And he tried to take me off the basketball team. <gasps> Little did he know, I didn't care. I was actually over basketball at that point i I don't care and i was i was scored 20 Mm -hmm. points a game they needed me on the team so i was like i don't care and then in grade 11 i didn't even play i elected not to play and then the coach begged me to play senior year why but for him to get so upset over old man because old man is so innocuous and especially if you say it like that but saying to a kid you big no son of a gun or whatever that is not innocuous yeah well what (laughs) 
It was funnier than that. And I've told this story before, but we were playing ping pong. <laughs> and you know, in ping pong, sometimes the balls get dented. So there was a dent in the ping pong ball and he held it up and he's like, did someone throw this at Shane's nose? <laughs> so it was kind of a funny line. It was still inappropriate. It's hilarious actually, but it was so inappropriate. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, like old man, isn't that crazy i thought i had never really ventured out and tried anything like that before but i noticed other kids did cooler more popular kids and it always went over well old man did not go over well <laughs> that is that is super crazy yeah nowadays that would be huge trouble me saying old man or him no, saying no, no, i'm a teacher, woodpecker the mm. teacher yeah okay woodpecker you got called a woodpecker no but I'm assuming he probably would wanted to call him. you. Yes. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, that's awful. I'm sorry I had to go through that. No, it's okay. But folks, that's all we're going to do for today. And we want to thank you so much for listening. And if you can take the time to go give us a five-star rating, give us a comment. Five. We... I thought you were... <laughs> give us a five. <laughs> we would so love that and appreciate it. It means a lot. But folks, thank you so much for listening to This This Family Family Tree Tree Podcast, Podcast. episode 164.